with the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kovar. The title of today's podcast is Being Done With Bullying. Now, this is a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, and we've all, at some time in our life, either experienced bullying, maybe we've witnessed it, or perhaps we've demonstrated bullying behavior. And I know the people, most of the audience on this podcast are not kids, so it's really, uh, what I want to do is I want to share some concepts that that, that are incredibly powerful uh, for kids to know that perhaps you can pass on in your circle. Now, uh, as a martial arts instructor, part of our obligation is really to deal with the subject, right? And for years, we had a program. We, we started developing it in the 80s, and by the mid-90s, it was called School Safe, Street Safe. And it was a program really targeted towards teaching kids how to deal if they, you know, with being bullied. Now, I always felt like the information was, you know, pretty solid, but it, it seemed one-dimensional and that we weren't, we were only just telling kids what to do if they were being bullied. We weren't really addressing bullying as a, as a bigger issue, right? And so what happened was, is in the year 2013, that was the research year for me. And that was my project for the years, really to research as much information I could about the subject of bullying and what could be done about it. And we ended up, I got a lot of support from a lot of smart people. We actually ended up launching a program called Martial Artists Against Bullying. And you can actually go to donewithbullying.com and, and, um, and download the program for completely free. Originally, it was going to be a, a product we offered the industry, but we kind of felt like we just didn't want to monetize bullying. We wanted to get this information out there. And I'm proud to say there's about 1,500 uh, places throughout the, the world that are using our Done With Bullying program. And it's very comprehensive and it really looks at the issue overall. Now, so there's really four basic parts about it. And one of them is, of course, what to do if you're being bullied, right? Strategies you can do to minimize that. Uh, number two is uh, what to do if you see bullying happen. Uh, number three is why you wouldn't want to be a bully in the po- in the process, right? You know, in other words, someone's got to be doing the bullying. We got to talk to them as well. And number four is a concept we call buddying, which is kind of anti-bullying, the opposite of it. So what I want to do in this uh, podcast is just kind of share with you some of the stuff that we've learned and, and some tips if you ever wanted to uh, pass this information along. Um, so first off, I think people, there's things that every adult should know about bullying. I want to share some stat, you know, some things with you. First off, every child is capable of bullying. Even that, you know, you might have the sweetest, gentlest kid on the planet, uh, but the pull of peer pressure can be quite strong. And don't be surprised if you find out, uh, you know, that your child has done some bullying, right? And you can turn it into a teachable moment to make sure that they're kind of kid where that they don't do this going forward. I think it's also important to understand how many people are bullied. Right now, statistics show that it's somewhere over in the United States, it's somewhere over 3 million students are bullied uh, a year. And it's probably a bit higher than that because not all cases of bullying are reported. Uh, but the bottom line is a huge amount of students are suffering each and every day in places where they should be learning. Uh, some the, the next point is that some teachers don't really think bullying is wrong. As a matter of fact, there's about 25% of teachers uh, kind of will not intervene. Uh, they, they don't intervene because they kind of feel like it's part of the process. Um, the next fact is one in 10 students will drop out of school because of bullying. And of course, we know a lot of other bad things happen because of it as, too, as well. And by the way, it's not the, the long-term effects on, on what happened if you're bullied or if you're the bully, that can really have long-term effects on you as well. Um, and by the way, there's a difference between bullying and being mean. You know, calling someone a name one time doesn't constitute bullying. Uh, <clears throat> really, in order for something to be bullying, what it is exactly, it's got to be intentional and repetitive, and it's an imbalance of power. And what that means is, is that you are either socially maybe uh, 
uh, higher up on the social scale than another student, or maybe you're older, or maybe stronger, or maybe smarter, and you might use one of those, that ba- imbalance of power to bully somebody else. But once again, it's got to be intentional and repetitive for it technically to be bullied. So just a little fun fact, and that is, is the bathroom is the hot spot for bullying. So half the students fear being bullied in the bathroom because it's out of sight, out of mind, so to speak, for security figures. Just something that's important to know. Uh, and the next fact is that kids who do what they love are less likely to be bullied. So kids that have a passion that they're able to pursue, a sport, a, uh, you know, an instrument, art, whatever it might be, if they have something that consumes them, then chances are a lot less that they're, they're, they're not going to act out in, 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 by being a bully, right? Or demonstrating bullying behavior. The next one, just to think about, just to know is cyberbullying is a whole different animal. You know, the thing about this is it can happen any time of the day. It can happen anonymously. It can spread quickly. Uh, it can be challenging to really to trace the, the cyberbullying back to its source, which is why it's so hard to d- discipline. So that's a really big concern. It's something that I didn't have as a kid. Uh, however, we do address that in our Done With Bullying program a bit. If you go there, we give you some tips. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on right now. Um, just so you, the, the most common age for bullying is middle school. It's really between fifth grade and eighth grade. And kind of preteen years are some of the most awkward times in a kid's life. And that makes them more susceptible to either the need to bully or the need to, or that makes them open and vulnerable to be bullied. Uh, in addition, verbal bullying and cyberbullying, this, on top of that, it could also be, of course, physical bullying. This is when the bully physically harms other kids. This is when it's most likely to happen. Uh, and you know, what's interesting to know is there's no federal anti-bullying law. This is dealt in a state by state basis. So it's not really clear as to what, it, what the legal ramifications are. So obviously the more things we can do to prevent it from happening, uh, you know, the better off we are. And that's going to bring us to the subject today. So what are some things that you can do? So first and foremost, uh, a lot of the, the the tips that we give youth are very similar to the ones uh, in Live Safe Training, which I did a podcast on earlier. Uh, but basically, one of the things that we try to teach our kids when we're we're helping them arm them against the bully is is the five rules of personal safety. And a quick review of those again. There's more detail on on past podcasts on Live Safe Training. But number one is to create safe habits. Number two is to be aware of but not on guard. Number three is to trust your intuition. Number four is to take action. Number five is to learn from your experience and the experience of others. So let's talk about the first one. So first thing we need to do is is uh, is teach our kids to create safe habits, right? You know, and which would basically means minimize their exposure as much as they possibly can to bullying. Now, uh, in a lot of cases, uh, that's hard for them to do because, you know, they're going to a school where, where, where they're going to be confronted with this on a regular basis. Uh, so the second step is is to be aware but not on guard. And that is just really teaching our, our kids to be, uh, to project confidence, right? But this is one of the amazing things about martial arts. And this is one of the reasons why I'm such an advocate of martial arts. We have a phrase, practice the fight so you don't have to. And what that means is, is what happens when a child trains in martial arts? Now, first and foremost, and almost every uh, legitimate instructor also, also is teaching anti-bullying techniques, but even if they didn't do that, the nature of martial arts makes kids more confident. 
And a more confident kid projects different signals. It's kind of like imagine the average predator uh, has has uh, is projecting out. They, they've got their radio frequency tuned in. I, they, they're looking for a victim. Well, if I don't have very confident, if I'm not a very confident person, then I'm projecting signals that say I'm weak, I'm a victim, I'm an easy mark, boop, and there's a match. However, once our kids are able to project more confidence, then they're less likely to be confronted in the first place. Then the other thing, of course, along with this is the importance of, of, of teaching a child to know how to look some in the eye and speak clearly and do a polite greeting. And this is even more and more important now in this day and age where uh, social media and texting has taken over real interaction. Now you got this whole uh, what generation of kids that haven't had as much uh, exposure they, that makes them a little more socially awkward. All the more important that they, they, they really learn how to walk with confidence uh, and speak with confidence so they're less likely to be confronted. And then one of the things that we'll emphasize with kids is, is uh, is some steps, and that is first off, use their mind. So uh, we'll do a lot of scenario-based training. We'll give a situation where here's a, the, the bullying situation so, so we can get them to kind of think their way through that. So that step number one is use your mind. How you, can you avoid it? The next one is use your words. How can you talk your way out of a situation? And one of the things, there's a couple things. Uh, there's a time to just ignore it, but that's not always something you want to do because if you're facing the same person every day, eventually that, that may not work. There's In certain cases, it might. The time to Ignore it is when you're somewhere at a park where you're never going to see these people again and you're getting harassed or bullied by somebody. Man, you get out of there. You ignore it. However, if there's someone that you have to see every day, having a discussion with them is probably the right thing to do, right? And so use your words. How can I, how can I stand? Literally, we, we call, we say it's called own it. And that is you look them in the eye and say, you're bullying me. Stop it. Now, is that always going to work? Of course not, but it can work. Okay. Um, the next thing to do is is, uh, is is use your legs, meaning get out of there. And the next one is ask for help. And that is the importance of making sure that, that, that you let people know in your life that what's going on. And this is really important for parents that they can't slough off. Ah, kids are just being kids. If your child, man, is, is, is feeling, I, I remember the feeling of a guy named George Morgan, who was a school bully when I was in grade school. And this guy, I, I remember the fear. Now, fortunately, I never was beat up by him, but boy, I was intimidated by him a lot. And I got chased home from school one time, barely made it home. And man, that was scary stuff. And, I'll, and, and, and for me, now I never told my parents because I was convinced that my dad would would say ah oh, yeah just face up to him right or something and I was I was worried he wasn't going to take it seriously now chances are he would have but man let your kids know that if that you're there for them you know you're there if nothing more than to to, to hear them you have to listen to them and and then also that you're there to, to to be their advocate right that's that's one of their that's one of our jobs um, so. The bottom line is is that to, to minimize uh, a child being bullied, what do we do? We we make sure that we teach them how to interact with others. So we teach them how to speak with confidence, and uh, we teach them how to uh, ask for help if they need it. So I want to take a moment uh, to now discuss things that you uh, you want to teach kids to do if they witness bullying going on. So one of the things that I think. Uh, that we forget is that in most cases, a bully wants an audience that makes the process more enjoyable when they, you know, they're doing this maybe to gain a reputation or to become what a little bit more, more, more popular or, or to be more feared. And because of that, they want people around. And so, uh, really having the people around the, the, the situation respond accordingly can really dramatically decrease or increase the amount of bullying based on people handle this, right? And by the way, I also, I want to digress a little bit. Uh, so there's really two types of bullies. 
Uh, the first type of bully is what's called a victim bully. And a victim bully, that's almost all the bullies. They're acting out because they're unhappy, right? They want to feel like more by making someone else feel like less, right? They're, they're, they're maybe being abused in some area by somebody else, uh, uh, they've, they've got some emotional issues at home, whatever it might be. So that's how they are feeling significant. There's another type of, and by the way, you can, those are the kind of bullies that you, that you can, you can get someone through that, right? The other type of bully is what's called a pure bully. A pure bully is someone that may be really popular. They might, might come from a great family. They might be really intelligent. They might have lots of friends. They just enjoy bullying others. And those are really hard to, to, to deal with. And, uh, and by the way, those are the people that usually grow up to be sociopaths as <laughs> adults. But so that's where it kind of goes back to if you, uh, but they will, what, what will happen is that this person that enjoys bullying others is looking once again for a victim. So the more that we can teach our kids to project confidence, then we minimize the, their threats. Okay. So back to what to do if you see being a uh, bullying uh, happening. Okay. So the first thing that we will do when we have a group of kids together and we're, we're talking through this subject is that we will kind of demonstrate what not to do. And so I might call a couple of kids up and we'll have one person play the part of a bully. Bully and he's, uh, you know, teasing another one and we'll say, all right, is this appropriate? And then the step number one is, is, uh, I'll play the part of the bystander and, I'll, and, and the bully is given the, the other student a hard time and I'll go and join the bully and start giving a hard time and I'll stop and say, all right, what's wrong with that? Well, everybody understands I was joining in, not appropriate. So that's one thing not to do. The next thing is, is that I'll just walk up and I'll just watch attentively while the bully is, is uh, um, teasing the other kid. And then I'll say, what's wrong with that? Well, you're watching. Exactly. So you don't watch. And the next one is I'll, I'll pretend like I'm ignoring it. And I'm going to walk away like I didn't see it, which is also something that we don't want to do. So other things what not to do. So what can you do? If you're being bullied. Now, the first and foremost, or if you see someone being bullied, first and foremost, it's really important to understand that we don't want to set someone up to where they potentially are going to be vulnerable, right? In other words, if there's someone bullying somebody else and I want to help out, but man, I'm afraid to get involved. Uh, because I might be bullied as well. That's legitimate. That's legitimate, right? So for someone like that, we want to give them an option. So I want to go through four options. Option number one is leave and report. If you feel like, man, I can't step in, uh, I'm at risk of of, of injury to myself, leave and report. And kids understand the difference between reporting and tattling. Tattling is trying to get somebody into trouble. Reporting is doing the right thing. Excuse me. And so it's, so this is such an important under, concept for people to understand that it's okay, just like you'd some, want someone else to report if something's going wrong that, that is incorrect. Okay. So that's step number one. And this is something that you can't just talk about. Role playing is really the key. Getting a group of kids together and have them play the parts in role playing. This, this really, it's amazing. Kids learn through experience. And when you do this, they get experience where they, they are able to be successful in dealing with a subject and it transfers over. I can't tell you how many times I've had people come up and tell me, uh, that their child effectively got one a bully to quit bullying somebody else with one of these strategies. So the first one, leave and report. The second one is what we call get there first. And that is if you know that uh, little Bobby gets bullied at lunchtime when he's walking to the drinking fountain and you know that's happening and the, and, and Billy and Barry the bully are the bad guys. So I guess we got Bobby, Billy and Barry, right? And so what do you do? You get there first. You go over and you take Bobby to another drinking fountain. Right. In other words, you you make sure that the, the incident doesn't happen. How can you help people to avoid having it happening in the first time in the first place? So the next one is what we call distract and redirect. So imagine that 
one person is harassing the other and what I do, okay, man, maybe I don't feel, maybe I'm socially, I'm not right on the ladder to go in and just ask him to stop. Um, so I might walk up like, I don't even know what's going on. I might go to the boy, hey, how are you doing? Man, you're, I forgot how, you are such a good basketball player. I love watching you. And then you go to the victim. You say, hey, come with me, man. Let's go go. Let's go play from four, some four square. And so you just simply just walk into the situation like you're oblivious to it and create some kind of distraction that allows you to get the, the kid that's being picked on out of there. And the last one is step in and take charge. And that's about walking in and looking that bully in the eye and saying, you're bullying my friend or you're bullying Johnny, stop it. And so what, what happens now is kids, man, they're inherently, they, they, they're wise in their own way, in their own years. And, uh, and, and, and this gives them actual real techniques that they can put to work. And uh, we've been able to do this in school assemblies and had principals later on to say it changed the whole culture of their school. So that's kind of some basic tips if you see what to tell your child to do if they see bullying happening. Okay, so the next thing, why wouldn't you want to be why wouldn't you want to be a bully? So this is a tricky one. And one of the things that we've found, uh, you know, it's not just enough to say don't bully people, it's not nice, is what we use is we use a strategy called the Dickens pattern. That's that that's come from comes from neuro linguistic programming. And the Dickens pattern basically is based on uh, Charles Dickens' uh, a Christmas Carol, the show Christmas Carol, and Scrooge. Remember this the scene where Scrooge, where man, he's looking over his life and then he meets the ghost of Christmas past, present and future, right? And he sees where his life is going to be if he continues this behavior. Well, that's kind of what we'll do with uh, uh, um, uh, when, when we're discussing the subject. And, and one example would be, and this is through storytelling, a story that I will tell is I'll bring everybody together and I'll, I'll tell them about uh, uh, my first day of school in fifth grade when I moved from Montana to California. And there's this one boy, his name was Barry, and Barry went out of his way to make life miserable for me. And uh, uh, by the way, I talked about George Morgan, my the real school bully. Barry was, these are both real people. Barry was a caddy. He was more of a, you know, it turned out that I, I, he never really, he just harassed me a little bit the first few days I was there. He wasn't a real threat, but I didn't know that the first day. So back to the story. So uh, so Barry goes out of my way, first day of school, to pick on me, push, put gum on my seat, call me names, all kinds of stuff. And there was another boy, his name was Steven. And Stephen went out of, out of his way to be my friend. Now, if I saw Stephen right now, I'd feel differently about him than I would Barry years later, right? Do you think if I saw Barry, you'd think I'd want to beat him up? Of course not, I wouldn't, right? Kids do strange things or silly things. So do adults by that, for that matter. But I would feel differently about Barry than I would Stephen. Why? Well, because Stephen went out of his way to be my friend. Barry went out of his way to make life miserable for me. Now, the question I have for you kids is how do you want to be remembered? And you can always, when you ask this question, you can tell kind of kids that's searching in their head. And uh, I want to remind you, and you guys know this to be true. Every one of you, if you're an adult listening to this, can name the, the school bully at your school, right? You remember that person. Their their memory is 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 locked on for life. You're going to remember that person. And and so, and when you get a young child to realize, you know, that their actions that they do now are going to affect them later on in life, sometimes, man, that's enough for them to adjust their pattern. Okay, so uh, once again, in the Done With Bullying program, there's a lot more information. This is just kind of touching on on, on it, but that's one way we will, we will try to minimize uh, uh, the, the bullying behavior. And then the fourth quadrant of this, the fourth part of this is buddying. And the concept with buddying is trying to do is, is we are trying to uh, – 
connect, have kids understand that strength and kindness go hand in hand. And I, I, as a martial artist and have traveled a lot and done a lot of training, I know some of the best martial artists on the planet, you know, top rated fighters. And, and I'll tell you what, in almost every case, the, the tougher, the more talented, uh, a person, people that I know in martial arts are almost always, in almost every case, the friendliest, most outgoing people there are and the least likely to bully, right? And so, you know, the people that, that are sure of themselves have a less of a tendency to, to, uh, 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 to bully and more likely to buddy. So the concept with buddying is what nice thing can you do for others? And, and, uh, uh, First, how we might do this, and it sounds very cliche, right? But it's so true, man. You know, that when you do nice things, what happens first and foremost, it feels good. So I'll, I'll ask the kids, how many has ever done anything nice for somebody? And, you know, you have the hand up. I'll give them for, ask for examples if I have time. All right. Now, how many guys have ever uh, had someone do something nice for you? And of course, they'll talk about that as well, right? And, and each, both time, how'd that make you feel? It, great. Now, what, have you ever seen anybody else do something nice for somebody else? How does that make you feel? It makes you want to do it yourself, right? And so uh, what happens is when you bring this to everybody's attention that, that yeah, man, buddying is the right thing to do. You want to feel strong and confident? Buddy others, right? In my head, I have this, um, this, 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 uh, anti-bullying, uh, uh, commercial that someday I'd like to do or, or, uh, what public service announcement where you see this kid, then he's sitting on a park bench and he looks all lonely and you see three other kids looking and pointing and kind of giggling a little bit and they walk over and in your head, you're thinking, Oh yeah, what are they going to do? Uh, you know, they're going to buddy him, but no, they go, I bully him. No, but no, what do they do? They go up and they, they, they buddy the kid and take him in. Right. And so, uh, that, that step right there, the concept of buddying. And then what we'll do is we'll elaborate on that a little bit. Right. What's different ways that you can buddy others. Right. And it's amazing how creative kids can be. And and this is what we've talked about. Nothing new. You've heard you know all this stuff that I'm saying. Right. But maybe maybe you haven't been as specific and thoughtful about it. But what we do is we leave kids on their own to figure it out and they don't have the experience to do it yet. Right. And so when you arm with them with tools, what happens is then you let them practice and role play just like we do everything else. We wouldn't throw a kid out on the soccer field without having them practice kicking a soccer ball. Right. We wouldn't have them take a math test without having them study and, you know, do homework on math. Well, we shouldn't just tell, well, just do this to them. And, and we need them to practice these behaviors and strategies so that they can put them into work. And and if we can do that, man, you know, we can make things, we can change things so much. So I strongly, uh, you know, I st- thank you. If you're still here, I appreciate you still being on the, the podcast. I strongly encourage you, you know, to to take to heart what, what little things can we all do. And the easiest one to do is not tolerate uh, bullying behavior out of others, right? As adults, we see it as well and not tolerate when we see it. And what I mean, I guess when, when we see, you know, if you're at the, in, in, a, in a work environment or a school environment in college or something and you're seeing bullying happening, hey man, let's address it. Let's, let's really, uh, do our best to, to, uh, to minimize uh, the uh, what the, the threats, and I'll tell you what, it's good for everyone. You know, if you can get someone that's demonstrating predator behavior, and you can get them to focus on being a buddy versus a bully, their whole life is different. 
their whole trajectory of where they're going is different. The, you know, the, the guilt that they might carry otherwise going on can affect them in so many negative ways. So we can. Are we going to be totally done with bullying? Maybe not in my lifetime. That's probably not realistic. Uh, however, can we minimize it? Can we make the world a safer, better, uh, funner place for our youth to grow and develop? We absolutely can. But we can't really leave that to any, you know, to other people. We got to be, be proactive and take action with that. So I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you being a part of it today and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.